0: In advance of Governor Kathy Hochul and the Democratic legislative leaders hashing out a new state budget, which is due on March 31st, state education officials have identified their own budget and legislative priorities for the 2024-2025 school year. And to review some of the highlights, we're joined by Sean Giambattista, Director of State Aid for the State Education Department. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you for having me. And also with us is Christina Coughlin, the State Education Department's CFO. Thanks for making the time, Christina.
1: Good to be here. Thank you.
0: And also with us is Jennifer Trowbridge, the Government Relations Director for the State Education Department. Thanks for making the time, Jennifer.
1: Thank you for having me, Dave.
0: Well, let's get right to the top line numbers. Uh, this current year's budget provides for more than $34 billion in school aid, up about $3 billion from the year before, as the state caught up on its uh, commitments to fully fund the foundation aid formula, which accounts for the bulk of the state education dollars in New York. How much does the Board of Regents want to see uh, the state spending on education in the upcoming
2: budget? So I, I would divide that into two groups. One is for requests that we need internally to support uh, existing uh, and future programs and staff. And that one I'll defer to Christina on, um, but for aid directly to school districts, school aid, uh, the request is for $1.6 billion. Of that $1.6 about $1.3 of which is current law changes. So that is foundation aid, under current law, reflects increases in inflation and other kinds of updated pupil counts. And that's driving the bulk of the change that's in that $1.6 billion. But on top of that, the regents have requested uh, certain improvements to enhance and update the formula uh, for the current year.
0: What's the price tag associated with that, Sean? I have to imagine we're probably talking about hundreds of millions of dollars there.
2: That's correct. So foundation aid under current law would increase about $926 million. And there's an additional about $343 million in all formula enhancements that the regions have advocated for.
0: And what's the impetus for those enhancements? And is this in lieu of, say, a real overhaul of the foundation aid formula, at least for the short term?
2: This is the first steps to improving the formula to reflect the needs that districts and students have uh, today. Um, So there's still a need for more research and to uh, more information on what exactly that formula looks like down the road. But there are some things we can identify right now that we know need to be updated. For example, we're using a census poverty rate that's just out of date and there's updated data available and we should be using that updated data. (laughs)
0: And any changes in the bulk of the state education aid dollars that are going out to local schools, uh, potentially, that you're looking to be spent, say, on new programs or new uh, initiatives at the school district level?
2: So in New York State, we have a local and state partnership on education. Uh, The state education department provides uh, guidelines and uh, rules and guidance. Um, But really, this is a matter of local control in terms of how those dollars are spent, because there's there's not going to be one size fits all model here. Some districts are looking to backfill some of the federal funds that they've used in the past, and some districts will be looking for new programs to serve new populations of students.
0: So there's not necessarily like specific initiatives at the state level that you're looking for local governments to implement. Like, you know, I think of East Ramapo and there's the fight over replacing lead contaminated fixtures. I mean, are there any sort of initiatives like that where the state is looking to step in and maybe fill gaps that the local school districts aren't necessarily wanting to approach?
1: I I don't think I would say that we would fill in a gap on this one, but there is a new ruling that is related to a court decision that was in in connecticut but the court had oversight over new york as well that tells us that um, special education students now have a right to continue their education up until their 22nd birthday in state law that had been up until the 21st birthday and the state aid statutes all assume that they'll pay state aid for for an individual until they hit 21. so that adds a year. And so it's not exactly an initiative, but it's a new ruling that we we have directed school districts to follow. And the Board of Regents recommendation for this year actually speaks to um, changing the state aid statute so that a district that has a student that's, say, 21 and a half that is requiring special education services, that they would they would continue to get state support to offset the cost of providing those services. So that's a new thing. And it's it's a big thing.
0: Well, Christina, now that I've got you warmed up, let's uh, turn to the uh, funding for the state education department uh, specifically. And this is a department that has been chronically uh, underfunded based on the work it's been asked to do and, and takes on. So what sort of new funding are you requesting for your operations in the coming fiscal year?
1: We really are focusing on making our overall capacity better. And one of the ways to do that is to upgrade our technology technology you know, we've all made these transitions to using the, the internet for our day-to-day business conversations or using it for managing data now in a, in a new way. Our core data infrastructure is not what it should be. It's it's older and it's not as stable as we'd like. Hopefully we can get through this conversation, David, without having a problem. But um, so- in developing the the budget ask for this year, we really focused on the need to upgrade our technical infrastructure, and that was both hardware and people. So we've we've asked for um, a fairly good sized number of new staff in our IT offices, and asked for assistance paying for the kind of services like the security and things like that that we have to buy from outside, and you know our licenses for software like you know Zoom or <laughs> Outlook. So. We focused our request on that because we thought that was the best way to leverage a smaller investment to get bigger outcomes for the work that we do. So that was a big part of our request. And then we also had some requests for specific data systems that our offices will use to do their own work better. We, We requested additional state support to sort of build on a federal grant that we wanted to develop a statewide longitudinal data system that would help us understand how students are doing from the time they enter the system at kindergarten or preschool all the way through hopefully higher education and even a labor force. So we've asked for support to, to build on the federal grant there. And then we asked for support for a special education data system that will help us have a better sense both how our students in special education settings are doing um, and also how our special education providers are doing and when they have vacancies and you know, provide better information to folks like school districts that need to place kids. That was a lot of our fiscal ask this year was actually for those systems kind of improvements with the hope that we'll be able to do our work more effectively down the road.
0: Well, as a former state government reporter for local newspapers, I have to know, what does an IT update mean for the school aid runs that come out every year? Are you going to have a new format for those or will the charming 1950s, 60s era printing that you typically use still be the way of doing things?
2: Wow. We know there's a great love for the way we do things currently, um, but we are currently engaged in a process to update our state aid modern our systems and modernize those. And presumably, part of that will be creating electronic school aid runs, so to speak, so that uh, we're not still stuck with uh, paper from the 50s
0: you spoil us, Sean. Well, thinking about that issue of capacity, Christina, uh, are there other initiatives where you're looking for uh, money to help oversee? For example, uh, school districts are in the process now uh, of transitioning to those zero emission buses. So is that an area where you guys need uh, additional staff or, or, or new staff?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for raising that one. That's one where, because the state education department is actually the authority that issues building permits for school districts when they do work on their sites, we're going to need to have staff that can review the electrical investments the districts are going to have to make to comply with that statute. And we've requested people to help us with that work. We have mechanical engineers and architects and folks who are experts in school buildings (laughs) But the the electrical piece is going to be a a major new thing, and so we've, we've requested staff for that, and we also requested some staff in our transportation unit to support districts as they make those changes.
0: So the state education department is also responsible for overseeing the state museum. And in uh, your budget request, there's a a note about the possibility of a $10 fee increase if there isn't uh, an additional investment from the state's general fund. What's the issue there?
1: So that fee, there was a a fee that was set as part of uh, a mortgage transaction. It's a deed recording fee that was set back in 2002 at a certain level, and then it's never changed since then, despite the fact that, you know, costs have gone up across the board. And what that means is that it buys less than it used to in terms of staff and and the books that the library needs to buy and support for um, taking care of the things in the museum. It, it also, because it's linked to mortgages, ebbs and flows with the number of mortgage transactions that happen. So for example, this year, you have the Fed in an effort to raise to reduce inflation has raised the interest rates. That means fewer home sales. That means the revenues that are supporting the museum and the in the library have gone down quite a bit. And it makes it very hard. We we need to keep the lights on over there all the time. We need to have security. We need to have the, the building safe all the time to protect the things that are there. But with the revenues going up and down, it's very, it's and, and essentially down because of inflation. It's very hard. So what we've what we've asked for is an increase to the fee to align it with inflation, what inflation would have bought over the same amount of time, um, or an appropriation from the state legislature that would just fill in state funds where the fee has essentially gone down over time. Just to equate the purchasing power Mm. to what it used to be.
0: Well, sticking with the state museum, are you looking for any other funding related to the uh, overhaul that's been long in the works there?
1: yeah so we're we're working on capital investments for the building itself we do we make a capital request every year so we have made we've made a request for additional support for some of the work that goes along with the overhaul and as part of our request we've requested in addition to that, we requested money to help make sure that those big columns in the front of our building don't fall down on a passerby's head. So um, we, need to, we need to make a request to the legislature for the funding to do that kind of big work. And um, these buildings are old and they do need to be maintained, especially given their historical value.
0: And finally, what, if anything, is in this budget to address the teacher shortage that we're seeing all over New York?
1: Yes, we do have a proposal for uh, teach.org to partner with them to help us as they've helped in other states and have a very successful track record. We would want to join in a contract with them to help recruit and support teachers in the pipeline. So that is, you know, a request that we have made. Um, You might also notice that Assemblymember Conrad has an assembly bill um, to support this proposal. He's very supportive, and I know he is getting further support from his colleagues in western New York.
0: Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have. We've been speaking with Christina Coughlin, the CFO for the State Education Department. Thank you so much for making the time, Christina. Thank you. We've also been hearing from Sean Giambantista, the Director of State Aid for the State Education Department. Been a pleasure. And last but not least, we also were checking in with Jen Trowbridge, the Government Relations Director for the State Education Department. Thank you so much for making the time, Jen. Thank you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org. Or wherever you download your favorite podcasts and if you listen to us from an apple device make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show
1: Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.